You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I'm your host, Trisha Schinkel. I am a CBT certified emotional wellness coach. I'm here to help you along your awakening journey. I help you quiet your mind, connect to your intuition, and remember your life's purpose. To learn how I can help you, please visit www.innerbuddha.ca and click on the Awakening Life Coaching tab at the top of the page. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneurs Podcast, and this is episode 62. Today's episode is In an Empath's Toolbox. So today's episode is packed full with information for empaths to help you through the ups and downs of the waves of emotions that everybody's on this planet is going through right now. Because right now is the time of great awakening and we are ascending to higher levels of consciousness and evolution. So the power of this energy, it's getting ramped up right now. It's getting intense and it's becoming stronger and stronger than it ever has been before. And today I'm going to share with you some tips and tricks and universal knowledge to help you be at the top of your game so that you don't get tripped up and sucked into the lower vibrations and energies. So hold on to your seats, guys, because today is a very big show. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to another show. So I'm excited to be back and connecting with you here today. Today's topic is a big one. And quite honestly, I I didn't know what I wanted to talk about until just this morning. It hit me and it hit me hard. And I have a big story to share with you guys. So right now, we are in a time of awakening. It's no secret. Things are changing. Truths are being brought forward. Things are coming out of the woodworks where secrets are being shared, right? Um, We're quite, it's quite literally shaking things up. We're shaking up the old ways of doing things and we're making way for a whole new way of living, being, and existing. It's crazy, right? And with that kind of purge of low vibrational density of emotions, we're getting rid of things like frustration, anger, rage, great sadness and despair, right? All those heavy, dense and dark emotions. It's, we're, it's being brought up so that we can heal them right now. And it's a great healing and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that's happening right now. But if you're an empath, you can really feel that wave of emotion flooding the world right now. It can, you can be impacted really hard. And I'm talking about these people who are nurturing by nature, caring, understanding, empathetic, can feel what you're feeling and understand you on a whole other level that nobody else can. These are people who can physically absorb the pain or energy of those around them. And what's happening is when you absorb them, you're actually transforming that energy into something new, into a higher frequency. So you're quite literally changing the vibrational state of the world around you if you're an empath, right? So if you identify as an empath or if that's something that you've felt that you are, this show today is for you. So I, obviously, I am an empath myself. 
And what I've come to learn is that empaths are here. We are filters for the old stagnant energies to alchemize it into energy that has a higher vibrational state, right? We aren't, aren't we just so lucky, right? (laughs) We are the chosen ones. But we have a big role here and a grand awakening that's happening right now. And these amazing souls like myself are feeling the upheaval like never before. And that's why I had to really share this whole entire episode with you. So it, what's happening right now is it, it's that emotional tidal wave. I would almost call it a tsunami. It's hitting the world right now. We're feeling it everywhere, right? Everyone's going through all the emotions. And these waves of emotions, they are necessary. It, it is necessary for, to help us face and overcome all these lower vibrational states. It's, it's a deep, deep healing. It's the shadow work, you may hear it as described. Or, you know, that's that deep healing work that people are doing so then they can move on in their lives, right? And live a different way and live a better way, which is good. It's a necessary step. It's not an easy step. It's not pretty sometimes, but it's it's very necessary, doesn't make it any easier to deal with when you're in the thick of it, knowing that obviously, but I'm going to share with you a huge wave that actually hit me recently. So this is uh, not a very proud moment for me, but I'm going to share it with you guys. So as you may know, I am a working mom, right? I have a full-time job. I work in an insurance company and I'm building my own business on the side while I'm at home, staying at home with my 16-month-old daughter right? So to say the least, I'm busy, very busy, right? So last Friday, my daughter got a hold of her polysporn and she opened it up and she got it all over her while I was working on the dining room table. She was playing right next to me in her tent, quite quiet. She was very quiet for a little bit. And so I was like, okay, this is weird. I'm going to go check on her. She had the polysporin all over her head and by her lips. I panicked. I was like, oh my gosh, what if, how much does she have in her mouth? Like, does she have any? Like, and I freaked out. So I called poison control and, you know, they said because of the ingredients in it, it specifically the lidocaine in the polysporin, that I would have to take her to children's hospital to be monitored because they don't know how much of it she actually ingested. And they said if it was about five milliliters, so that's a t- teaspoon, right? It could be lethal. You can't tell a panicked mother that, <laughs> that you know, something that her daughter may or may not have had is lethal, right? I my heart skipped to beat. I was, I was you know, very distraught. So I packed up, I rushed off to the hospital and we were there for a couple hours and the doctors were monitoring her. She was, you know, checking her heart to making sure that everything was fine. And needless to say, she was completely fine. I felt that we dodged a bullet on that one. Right. And I thought, oh my gosh, that, what a way to go into the weekend. Right. And then on Tuesday morning, so this week, I was at my laptop again. Olivia was in her high chair. She was eating her breakfast. And then suddenly she got a piece of pineapple lodged in her throat. She was choking and then she started turning red. So I jumped up and I did the motherly instinctive thing and I pulled her out of the chair. I flipped her upside down and patting her back, trying to get it out. It wasn't coming out. She wasn't breathing. It was, she was choking and choking. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Right? So I stuck my finger down her throat and I got it out. Again, 
I, this was a huge emotional wave that hit me. I was completely struck with distraught. I was just completely uh, shaken from this. I was shaken to the core. It was not something uh, any parent should ever go through. And to be honest, I quite literally remember my dad telling me a story about when I was about three or four years old and I swallowed a gobstopper and did the same thing. So in that moment, I was like deja vu all over again, right? But that's the thing. Um, So within five minutes after that, after I got the pineapple on, of course, I'm sitting there, she's crying, I'm crying. It was crazy. And my boss FaceTimed me right within five minutes from that happening. And she saw me breaking down in tears and she knew what happened on Friday. So she's like, you know what, you need to take the couple next couple days off to recover, right? Just take some time and just relax. (laughs) I'm like, I was literally shaking. I couldn't stop crying. I was completely defeated. The thoughts of losing her was just way too much for me to bear. I couldn't handle it. I spiraled. I spiraled down and I went into that deep pit of despair for at least a couple days. And it was a scary place to be, a really scary place. It felt like I didn't deserve to exist anymore. That was the kind of place I was in, you know, the thoughts of how could I let this happen? Why does this keep happening? Why? Like, she's not going to make it to the end of the year. Like all these things, the sadness hit me so hard. It triggered a migraine that lasted for three days. That's crazy, right? After the third day, I realized that these triggering events, as crazy as it sounds, they happened for me to wake up and reevaluate what was really important to me, to me and my family. Oh, even telling the story, I'm still shooken up by it, really. I can still feel the emotional effects. But I realized, looking back, that I've just been giving myself, giving so much of myself to my work and to this job that I have. And I've been sacrificing my own energy and my own time. And um, that's something that I could be giving to my myself and to my loved ones, right? And so in a way, I realized that it's the universe's way of waking me up, you know, coming back to what is important and to start taking better care of myself. And if I wasn't, you know, if I was in a better emotional state at the time when these things happened, I wouldn't have gone so far into that pit of despair, right? If I was taking care of myself emotionally, I wouldn't have spiraled so hard and so fast. Oh, it was so fast. And I remembered that the week before, when I was out shopping, I walked past this display of Epsom salt. And I thought to myself, oh, I should take a bath to get, you know, I I need to release some toxins. But I didn't. My guides were even nudging me to book a massage. But I didn't. I even had cut back on my mid-afternoon meditations times that I usually make time for, but I've been cutting them out. I wasn't. I wasn't meditating anymore. So because I wasn't taking care of myself, all these little things I've been cutting out because I've been giving more time, trying to do more things to get more done, everything around me started falling apart. This is showing me I needed to slow down and pay attention. But the thing is, I wasn't listening. 
So the messages, they just started getting louder and louder. And then it was just too much for me to bear, right? So I'm really happy to say, obviously, that I made it out alive and my daughter did too. She is completely fine. We are both good, right? (sighs) As crazy as that is. And you maybe have had experience similar energetic wake-up calls over the, you know, the past couple weeks yourselves. May not be exactly the same story as as I have experienced, but um, I realized when I did my last energy reading in my Facebook group, The Awakening Journey, um, I saw this wave of emotions that are hitting other people in the group as well. And then I realized it wasn't just me in that pit of despair. There was a lot of other people in there too, energetically. It was just too dark down there. I couldn't see them, right? That's the thing. It's crazy down there. So I realized that I needed to address this so that other people could see that they are not alone, that you're not going through these emotions and these waves by yourself. We are all experiencing this together. And I wanted to share with you the best tools you could have in your toolbox that can help you get through these big waves of emotions like these. Because in the next upcoming months, this energy is ramping up. It's just getting more and more intense. And we need to be prepared. And I don't want to come from a place of fear because that's not where I am at. I'm coming to you from a place of empowerment and preparedness. So what actually is happening energetically right now in the world is that we're all rising our vibrations. And what comes with that is a whole new way of being, of living, right? So to be honest, COVID, this is my view. You can take it or leave it. But from what I've seen in my perception of COVID is that it's just the Trojan horse that has come to bring the necessary change that we need to this world. Think about it. Life has changed significantly since COVID began, which is crazy to say it's only been what, six months now, if that. And I can promise you that life is never going to be the same again. To be honest, I think that's a really good thing. I think it's such a positive thing. We needed change. It had to happen. We weren't the way we were living our lives was not working and it was slowly falling apart. And COVID is forcing us to go inward and face those deepest, darkest truths inside of us so that we can be pushed forward into evolution. That's it. And it, it has shaken life as we know it up, right to the core. And I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, really. I mean, yes, it, it is horrible, all of the lives that have been affected and lost to due to this sickness. But it is advancing us more in more ways than we may even realize. There's so many new innovative technologies that are being that were just be on the table before, but now because of COVID, they have to be put into action, right? New companies have grown, old ones are being washed away, new ways of doing things being developed to help us live in this new world that we're moving into, right? And I'm going to share with you a little bit about the different dimensions of consciousness, which can help you move through the overwhelm a little bit easier. Because you can really look at this consciousness diagram. I'm going to give you a visual, okay? It's like a hologram. Think of it 
as a hologram. So there's lower dimensions. So there's the third, fourth, fifth, sixth dimension, so on, right? There's all these dimensions, but the lower vi the lower the dimension, the denser and darker the di the dimension is of that hologram of that, right? And then of course, the higher you go, the lighter and brighter the energies and consciousness get, right? So stay with me here. <laughs> I'm going to teach you a little thing. So I've talked about this briefly before, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this subject now, just so that you can have a better understanding of it. Because I realized once I understood where I was on this scale of consciousness or dimension, it really helped me to move through it. So I'm going to help, I'm going to share these with you now. Okay, so the differences between these energies. So the third dimension, of course, is density, right? It's the physical plane where we can physically feel it, right? This is where we are picking out the flaws, mentally judging fear. This is where fear lives in the third dimension density. This is where all those like those low, heavy vibrational feelings live that hate anger despair shame guilt all that stuff right that's where the physical plane density lives the three 3d where we are we're moving out of that right now and then the fourth dimension is questioning things that's when you start you're like well there's got to be more to this right that's that mental and emotional plane where you're you're very unsure about things because you're not seeing things for what they are anymore things are changing right we're in the in-between and you're susceptible to suggestion. You're, and that also makes you open to psychic attacks in the fourth dimension. Think about that. This is where those weird psychotic thoughts can pop into your head when you're in that low state, right? When you're in that pit of despair, these thoughts of, oh, I could just drive off this bridge, right? I should just do that. Or I, I could just die right now. No one would even notice, right? These are thoughts that come into your head sometimes when you're in that state of questioning and, and despair. It just, it pulls you down, right? How you get out of that is to rise above it. You ground your body and you get into that physical place. That takes you out of the fourth dimension. And when these types of thoughts come in, they're quite literally a psychic attack. They're not your own thoughts. These are not something that you would be thinking yourself, right? And you have to be aware of it. And you have to be able to recognize when it's happening so that you don't fall back into that third dimensional plane, right? And then at this point, you have a choice. You can either buy into those stories that are being implanted in your head with this darkness and questioning and suggestion, right? Or you can rise above it to the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension is actually where we're going now. We're kind of hopping in and out of the third and fifth dimension right now. So the fifth dimension is unconditional love. There's no judgment. It's just equality, being totally present and happy and content in your own body, right? Totally connected to who you are, your highest vibrational state of being, right? And this is the place where you can view those deep, dark emotions, but not be affected by them. Here, they can't touch you. So just knowing where you are in that scale can really help you to move through it. And like I said, right now, the human race, we're fluctuating back and forth between the third and fifth dimension. 
and getting more and more acclimated to the higher vibrations. Just like a mountain climber has to, you know, slowly go up the mountain. They can't just race up there. They have to acclimate to the next um, density, right? Or the height of the mountain, right? So um, that's what we're doing now. We're just acclimating to higher levels of vibrational consciousness, right? So... And then once you get into like the sixth dimension, that sacred geometry, the seventh dimension is, you know, and higher is those higher levels of consciousness where our angels and our guides we can connect with. The eighth dimensions, the Pleiadians, Octurians, you know, beings, and goes all the way up to the 12th dimension and beyond, right? So right now we're just concentrating on the the third, fourth, and fifth dimension because that's where we're at right now. So just knowing this information, really, I found it can really help you on so many levels. And right now, we're all, of course, we're all moving through that third dimension to the fifth. But in order to get to the fifth dimension, you have to go through the uncertainty of the fourth and navigate it. But I don't want to go, I don't want you going into that fourth dimension blindly, right? Go with discernment. And go with a knowing, Right? So I'm going to share with you some of my tools, my top six tools that I have in my empathetic toolbox, my empathic toolbox, sorry. Um, These are things to help you step out of that wave of emotion and overwhelm when they happen, when you get triggered, right? All those triggering moments. Oh, there's going to be so many of them. I know I'm going to prepare myself, right? So do you. So we're just going to become more empowered and this is going to help you to become more strong and more prepared to, you know, go through this next phase of humanity because that's where we're at. So number one, my most top suggestion is to take care of yourself first. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Now, I've heard that saying over and over again in my life so many times, and I'm sure you have too. But now I finally get it. I finally understand it fully. So I know that this is all about doing the things that keep you at your best, that keep your energy full, your internal battery fully charged, right? You got to keep that battery charged just like your phone. You got to keep your battery charged too, so that you can start with just basic stuff, right? Make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're drinking enough water. You know, you're listening to those nudges from your guides when it's time to slow down and take a break, right? Or, you know, take those salt baths. Uh, This is more for me, (laughs) but you too. I mean, going for those massages when you're getting in, you know, getting the ideas or the nudges to do so, something like that. Just allowing yourself that downtime. Really, that's, that's a huge. So you can recharge. And then biggest thing is uh, with taking care of yourself is finding out where you have energy leakages. So I'm talking about peoples and things in your life that just drain you when you're around them or doing those activities, right? So you just got to get, be aware of where these energy leakages are so that you can limit your time that you give to these things right now, because you have to be, you know, at your best. And if you're not, you got to, you know, you got to really come back and preserve your own energy because without that, you can't give to other people. It's that simple, right? So my tip number two is educate yourself. 
Educate yourself with what's actually going on instead of listening to the mainstream media. You know, you got to you got to be informed. Yes, that's important. But use your discernment in order to find the truth in all of it. That's big. Number three, my personal favorite tool is Reiki. Learning Reiki was the number one thing that helped me get off my antidepressants. I was able to stand on my own two feet. And eventually it became a way of life for me. Now, um, you know, I'm not saying that you have to make a career out of it like I have, but just learning Reiki for yourself because you can do self Reiki, you know, you don't have to do it for others. And, you know, learning to heal yourself is enough. And I talk about this all the time because I personally know the effects that a little bit of energy work can have on your body. And me being so sensitive to energy, you know, I was drawn to it like a moth on a flame, right? So definitely learning Reiki or having Reiki done, that's huge. My number four is meditation. Allowing yourself to get quiet and connect with that part of you that is in complete balance and neutrality, that zero point energy. This is the state of an enlightenment really and the more and more you can come back to this place the more and more easier it'll become to get to that into that place right which is why I now offer my monthly meditation classes so if you're interested let me know definitely reach out but I I developed these classes because I want to help those people learn the skill to build that muscle to strengthen your connection with connecting with that place of yourself, that zero point energy. That's where you're the strongest. That is where you will recharge. That's where you recharge to begin with, right? So that's big. And number five is talk to your body. Ask it what it needs. And a lot of the times we know when we're thirsty, we know when we're hungry, or we know when we're tired. That's easy. That's just, you know, part of everyday waking life but how far does your communication with your body go other than that does it go much farther because personally I have found out the more I talk to my body asking saying hey body what do you need right now you know the answer will come in it can come in by thought it'll come in by an idea or a craving or knowing depending on how you receive your messages obviously but you won't know what you need until you ask so ask. It might feel silly at first, and that's okay. It's all about building that communication muscle, right? And the more you're in tune with your body, the more easy everything is going to ebb and flow. That's just it. And my number six, this is the fun one. I love my Zen feel good list. My Zen feel good list is a list of things that make me feel good. Things I can come back to on occasion and something to remind me to take a break, right? So these, it's just reaching for that better feeling. So when I'm in a not feeling good or in a mood or whatever, I just go to this list to lift me up, to, you know, change the mood. So on my list, um, I have things like meditation for five to 10 minutes, walking in nature, doing yoga, tai chi, listening to a good book or a podcast, right? Um, taking long crystal Epsom salt baths. 
my favorite. <laughs> sitting by water, just sitting and relaxing, you know, getting into nature, getting into the garden, getting dirty, going to treat myself to pedicures. Not so much anymore. That's okay. Another thing on my list is sipping, sitting and sipping tea. Oh, I don't know what it is about that, but for me, it is so peaceful and relaxing and calm. I think that's why I love it so much. And then the biggest thing on my list is listen to songs that lift me up, to make me move my body, something to empower me, right? So just, you can create your own list. Obviously, you don't have to use things on me, but it's your, really your zen feel good list is all the ways to self-soothe, recalibrate, and relax. Because that is so important, especially if you're soaking up all this energy that's around you, right? So it's just really new, 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 sorry, new ways to nurture your mind, body, and soul, right? The whole package. So if you have your own ways, I would love for you to share those ways because the more we can put this together, you know, the more of a tool chest that we'll have to use, right? So if you have any tools that you use in your empath tool chest, let me know. Share them. You can reach out to me on my website in just www.innerbuddha.ca forward slash questions. I would love for you to share them with me. So in order to make it through this next energetic emotional wave that's coming because it that's the thing it's always been coming but it's a little bit more intense right now so I want you to be better prepared and be more have your battery more charged when they do charge up or when they do show up (laughs) you know what I mean so I do want to let you know that I will be cutting back on my podcast shows to just once a month over the past couple of weeks, it's given me a whirlwind, obviously, and I'm, I'm feeling like this is the universe's way to help clear up my path. There's something bigger for me coming. I can feel it. So I have to step up and serve in a bigger way. And in order to do that, I have to clear out things to make room for it. So I'm still going to be available. I, I'm going to still be there if you find me over on Facebook um, at The Awakening Journey in the group there or on Instagram under Inner Buddha Zen. You can find me there as well. Um, but yeah, I am going to be cutting back a little bit and um, I'm going to be here serving you in a different way. So um, that's it for me today. I hope that you've found value in today's episode because I Um, If you did, feel free to share this episode with others that you feel that they would benefit from it because this is a big one. I can, I know it. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here and I send you so much love and so much light and know that if you ever need support or an energetic clearing, I am here for you. All right. Take care. Much love. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can learn more about me and what I do by visiting my website at www.innerbuddha.ca. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Inner Buddha Zen. I would love for you to leave any feedback you may have and feel free to leave a comment and review on this episode. So go ahead. Don't be shy. Again, thank you so much for listening. Much love.